You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. going on everybody this is maddie moon with episode 11 of mind body musings i'm speaking today with two women that i met a little over a year ago when we were all living in austin texas these two entrepreneurs are both former fitness competitors and models though they are now digging deeper in nutrition as they discover what it means to live with optimal health in mind alex navarro is a nationally renowned personal trainer and nutrition programmer utilizing the Carb Night Solution and Carb Backloading Protocols. Former national-level NPC bikini competitor and professional model Mary J. Gines earned Guinness. A, and Guinness earned a BFA in digital media from San Jose State University and a master's certificate in online marketing from the University of San Francisco. Together, they are creators of the FitLivingFoodies.com and co-authored Transforming Recipes, the Ultra Low Carb Edition. I'm so excited to talk with these two women today, so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, y'all. How's it going? Good. That Very was a good. great Thanks introduction. <laughs> yeah, except for I, really butchered, I butchered your last name, Mary. <laughs> uh, don't worry. You're not the first. <laughs> I wrote down a note to ask you specifically how to say that, and I guess I just completely slipped my mind, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no worries. I mean, there's probably maybe three people in my entire life who have ever pronounced it correctly the very first time. So <laughs> It's so yeah. simple. Like, it looks simple. Like, you think you can pronounce it because it's not that. Yeah. But it's, no, it's a difficult yeah. one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So let's go ahead and jump right in. I'm really excited to have both of y'all. This is my first podcast to have two people on. So, um, okay. and it's, pretty cool because we're all former fitness competitors so we have something in common and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure our journeys have all probably been kind of similar so can you both just give us a little insight into your background and how you got to where you are today yeah you want to go first Mary uh sure (laughs) (laughs) um I I mean if you just want to start where I um did my first fitness competition um I had come to the point where going to the gym was becoming a chore and my motivation was dropping. And so I decided to do a competition to get me mo- get me um, back motivated again. And um, that was back in 2009. Um, and I just uh, continued just kind of training the same, but I hired a coach to help me with my nutrition. And at the time it was uh, an IFBB pro figure competitor. And I was uh, her very first um I think it was our very first um, uh, contest prep client. So, um, I mean, she did great. I mean, I did. I I think I did fairly well for the the shows that I I did, and I had a great time doing those. Um, and it did get me motivated to go to really go back into training um, and focus on my nutrition, which I never really did beforehand. Um, and that pretty much. Uh, I decided to go back to school, and that's why I haven't done a show since then. And I pretty much just uh, got onto carb carb night uh, about a year and a half ago, and so that kind of brings me here with Alex. And uh, we've been just working on trying to spread the news and how uh, how the low fat diet compared to what we're doing now, as far as a low carb diet is is just much more easier to um, handle and and. Uh, just enjoy enjoy life a little bit better. Right. So. And can you give us just a like a quick explanation of what the Carb Night Solution is? Alex, I'm going to let you do that. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I can I can start by just giving you a little background of myself and yeah. then my experience with that. Good. So I had uh, always been pretty active, done gymnastics when I was younger, and dabbled in sports. But similar to Mary's experience, just I needed a reason to work out. You know, I was going to the gym, but didn't really have any goals I was working towards. And someone approached me and asked if I wanted to do a show. And I had no idea what that was, but thought about why, hey, why not? And uh, that was about seven years ago. So I did 
probably way too many shows now that I think about it. But I dabbled in bikini and I did fitness for a long time, where which is where I got to utilize my gymnastics background, which was awesome. That's probably my favorite part. But I had done it using, you know, old school traditional bodybuilding approaches to the diet. And it was just really time consuming, draining and you know, I did achieve great results the first couple times, but each competition, it got progressively harder to see the results that I wanted. I ended up just doing more and more work, um, eating less, it seemed like. It was just really hard to maintain. And then it was about, about almost four years ago that I was introduced to the Carbonite Solution and Kiefer, and he helped me prep for my first show using the Carbonite Solution, which was completely different than anything I had done before. Um, it was so much easier, so much more manageable. I wasn't working nearly as hard in the gym, which was great. Um, a big adjustment, but I felt like I got a lot of my life back. And I was also able to maintain the body that I had worked so hard to achieve between shows, which was my ultimate goal. You know, just to, you should be, anybody should be able to get to a fitness level where they can just, they know their body well enough and they can maintain whatever physique they want. And it allowed me to do that, which is great. And that's pretty much what we're, our goal is now is to share that news and show how easy it is for other people to achieve the same thing without having to make these huge sacrifices and time commitments and have it be something really realistic and approachable. So then kind of going into what the Carbonite solution is, it's uh, an ultra low carb program where you're utilizing high quality fats, proteins, vegetables here and there for the majority of the week. And one evening a week, you consume high glycemic carbohydrates. And essentially what that does is it helps to boost hormones that were previously downregulated during your ultra low carb week, helps just reset them so that you can continue any fat burning that was going on during the ultra low carb portion. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I remember like, I met up with you like a year ago, I guess. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just you, I mean, it was awesome. You took the time to explain it to me. And I mean, the dream is for every competitor to find a way to be able to compete without having to do the crazy, you know, every single morning cardio and the crazy diet where you have to eat every three hours. And it seems like with the carb night solution, you have a lot more flexibility plus you're not draining your adrenals and it's not stressful. And I'm pretty sure that fat does an awesome job at maintaining your muscle, right? Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, so what kind of like, what kind of trial, did you have to go through any kind of trial and error when you're first starting this out? And when you're like, for, for me personally, when after I did the, the bikini competitions, the fitness shows, my mind just has, I mean, still today, I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around having any kind of food rule, really. Did you happen to have that at all whenever you were switching to having a low-carb diet with the once-a-week refeed? Or was it kind of like, awesome, let's do this, and then easy, easy breezy? You know, I had a little bit of hesitation just because, A, I had never really had fat in that quantity before. And, I mean, we're talking a lot of fat. It was even... <laughs> bacon every day and butter and coconut oil. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about salting my food. And then, you know, I have my program, which says to eat, you know, a burger and fries and ice cream or something like that once a week. And I was like, this can't be, you know, this can't be right. <laughs> but what I saw it as was look at all the things that I can eat now, because mm -hmm. it pretty much opened the window to all of these fruit foods that I had previously shied away from and was scared to eat. And the first couple of weeks, you know, it did definitely take an adjustment in just my mindset in terms of being like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is going to be good for me. And I would say within the first week, week and a half, I felt great. I mean, it was so manageable. I just felt satisfied. My energy was awesome. My workouts felt really strong. You know, I didn't have that that depleted feeling, that fatigue that I previously had, and I wasn't hungry all the time. Like I wasn't waiting and counting the hours until I could have my next meal, and I didn't need to prep food like I had before, which mm. was such a time saver. I mean, talk about limiting your stress. 
it was just easy in comparison. So even if I hadn't really seen the results right away, just feeling better and having the process be so much easier, I was I was pretty much sold at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you awesome. can also go out to restaurants and eat a lot of things there, correct? Yes, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. I think prepping for my very first show, I ate out, I mean, I even had In-N-Out burger within a week before my show like mm-hmm. no and I didn't even think you know didn't have a second thought about it I just did it and knew that it was totally going to be fine and it was and that just having that freedom is is great so is that usually how it happens for your clients it's it's a little bit easier of a transition to go from eating the typical um, bodybuilding diet into low carb for the most part yes um, most of my clients have some experience with carbonate already. So they understand the basic guidelines and they come to me because they just, they've either stalled or they're trying to achieve something a little bit more like preparing for a competition. So they already understand the guidelines and it's just a matter of adjusting it and modifying it to help them get to their goals a little faster or just easier. And the majority of the women that I work with are you know, your average middle-aged woman who has a family, has a job, they have a lot of stuff going on in their lives and they just want something that's going to be easy and as add as little stress as possible. And if we can actually take that stress factor away of like having to prepare your food and think about what you're eating all the time, that's my main goal for them. Um, a great example is I have a client who's away at Disneyland with her daughter for the week and she was like, well, what am I going to do? And I said, well, there's plenty of, of great options actually at Disneyland because I've had another client get through it. And I gave her a list of restaurants that she could get low carb options at. And then she's saving her carb night for their last night, which is Friday. And uh, then her and the kids will go and get all the treats that they want. And then it's kind of like a fun game for them too. And now she can go on this vacation with her family and, and just be able to enjoy the time and not have the stress of, worrying about what she's going to eat and making good choices because we pretty much laid that out for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. I mean, I just know what it's like to have this in your mindset. This just, oh, my God, if I'm going to have this many carbs, I know I need to work it off with, like, for competitors, but, like, do the cardio and do all this and work that into my, my work schedule with the three meals a day and yada, yada, yada. And, like, <laughs> it is just so ridiculous how easy it is to – lose weight, you know, achieve the aesthetic goals that you want with carb, uh, with the carb night solution, but do it stress-free. And like, of course it's not for everybody, but for those people that are looking for a way, I mean, literally this is to feel better. This isn't really just about aesthetics. This is about great cognitive function. This is about great energy. This is about being able to eat the foods you didn't think you could eat before. This is about, you know, just having a diet that works with your lifestyle as as awesome as possible with your family, your work, and yeah, Mm -hmm. for aesthetics too, if that's your goal. Right. It's kind of like an added bonus for those. And um, that that was my approach that I took actually with my family is I wanted them to try it. And it took me a while to kind of get them on the bandwagon. And I would just, you know, give them little teasers of the things that I was eating and show them more of what you can eat rather than what we wait to eat. And I think putting it in that context, it's like, yeah, you're, you're not having carbs on these days, but then you can kind of have anything you want on this night. And then during the week, you get to eat all of these things that you know, you, you may not have thought about eating before, like bacon. And once I got one family member on board and got her seeing amazing results, she lost 45 pounds, my younger sister, using carb night. Wow. And she wasn't really working out. She just wanted something, again, that was going to be easy. And once I showed her, you know, all of the foods that she could eat, it made it so much easier for her again. Like, now I can make all these things. And then I can go out with my family, you know, once a week and go out to dinner and just enjoy ourselves. So I, for those who aren't familiar with the carbonate solution and want to give it a try, that's a great approach. It's like, this is what you can eat rather than this is what you can't. Mm -hmm. So what does like a typical day of food look like for you guys? (laughs) You want to take it away, Mary? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it usually starts off with a cup of coffee with a, a either heavy cream or coconut oil. And then, Pretty much for lunch, we have some bacon 
and two eggs. It's either Alex usually has a little bit more bacon than I do. <laughs> we both have about two two eggs each, scrambled, fried, in butter, you know, whatever. And then we usually have some kind of snacks, some almonds. We we definitely enjoy pork rinds and salsa. That's our go-to snack uh, in between our meals. Um, and, and then for dinner, it's pretty much, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, what comes to mind is is taco salad. <laughs> we eat a lot of taco <laughs> salad here. Um, <laughs> And we just had pork belly last night from Trader Joe's, which was mm. awesome. I don't know why we don't just buy, you know, several boxes and keep. We, them in the we do need to just keep several boxes in the fridge. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but for dinner we usually have you know the protein fats, and we'll have definitely our veggies alongside with that. So. Oh my god! And I I have y'all's <laughs> recipe book. I definitely do. I bought it. I was stoked, and it's like stupid awesome. No, I uh, <laughs> Those recipes you. are so creative. Like your, um, you have like pepperoni chips and like, uh, what are, what's that one thing? It's like bacon wrapped, um, chicken. chicken. No, like oh, the jalapeno weenies. poppers. Oh, the little weenies. Mm. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> yeah, I have this thing with cocktail weenies. It's really weird. We have like a really close bond. I love them. When I was a vegetarian, like the one thing that broke my vegetarian streak I was like drinking one night and there was a plate of cocktail weenies in front of me and I ate it oh. like it was no big deal it's just you know oh, I've only been vegetarian for like two years you know whatever <laughs> hey everyone has their thing yep yeah. that's mine for sure and when I like I, I I've tried to do um the carb night solution maybe three times now mm-hmm. and I, I don't know for some reason I just like I love my biggest struggle is I love complex carbs. Like mm-hmm. I love having brown rice and I love quinoa and I love oats. And like Alex, I remember talking to you like a year ago and I was freaking out because I couldn't have my sweet potatoes anymore. Mm-hmm. And you were like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just listened to the health and health anonymous uh, podcast with uh, you on it. And uh, I heard your, uh, your love for beets. Oh my God. Okay, that's a whole other thing. They, they make these like dehydrated beets at Sprouts, and like it's just beets and salt, and they're roasted. And it's oh, that like, sounds good. Oh my god, like it's so good. And I just have those all the time. But I probably tend to eat a little bit too many, just because they're so addicting. Carbs are like you know, that. that. Like yeah, the car, especially when there's salt on them, they're mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. That like salty, crunchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally yeah, understand. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into like um, the fitness competition and the judging. I'm kind of curious what how you view how you both view fitness competitions now versus how you viewed them then. Well, when I first started um, in NPC, bikini just had uh, the category just had started, so I was kind of. Um, I mean, I really didn't know what was going on behind the scenes or anything like that, but uh, I probably say that's a little bit more political nowadays, and um, it's all about uh, how you market yourself and um, kind of like who you know. So I, I mean, I, I really can't say nowadays because I haven't um, competed since 2010, so it's been a while for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I definitely noticed, you know, every federation or organization is going to be different in a how they judge, what they're looking for, you know, how they promote their athletes, and just the overall kind of feeling you get from the other competitors. And I've competed in four different organizations. I did the ABA, which is Amateur Bodybuilding Association. Fitness America, Fitness Universe, which is another, I did MPC, and then most recently uh, the WBFF where I earned my pro card, and they were all completely different. The, you know, just whether it was the way that the competitors interacted with each other backstage, you know, some of them were, were like families, you know, they, all of us were there to help and support each other, which I loved, which is how I felt in Miss Fitness and with the WBFF. And then something like MPC, I definitely felt like it was it was had like a clicky mm-hmm. feel to it. You know, if you weren't part of a team or that team, then 
you know, that group of girls didn't talk to you. You were kind of on your own. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like that as much because I was so used to having just that family feeling. You know, yeah, we are competing against each other, but we're all here for the same reason. You know, we've all worked really hard to get here. We all love fitness, clearly. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So why can't we just be supportive of each other? And um, that was the main reason why I made the switch to the WBFF when I did. And then also, kind of like what Mary said is, you know, over the years, what judges are looking for has changed a lot. And, you know, the best advice I can give a a future competitor is to know the organization that you're going to compete in, know what they're looking for, and then it's up to you to decide if that's the package you want to bring to the stage. And I think a lot of people who are preparing for shows don't think about that. You know, they think about bringing their best package, which is, I think, the right idea, but understanding that that might not be what the judges want. And it's a matter of deciding, do I want to bring what they want or do I want to bring what I want? And ultimately, that's why I've decided not to compete because I'm kind of, I don't fit in a category right now. And I'm really happy with the physique that I have and what I've built. And I don't want to change that to fit into what they want. Right, right. And I, I mean, with my experience with NPC, I, I, I'd never had that feeling as far as Alex did where I felt um, that the girls backstage were clicky. I mean, I mean, I've met some great girls and made some great friends from these shows. And um, I mean, the great attitudes and, you know, they're continuing um, with their um, careers and the whole fitness industry and stuff. But um, I can't really say I've had anything really negative. Um, you know, I mean, there's some girls back there with the whole diva attitude and, you know, <laughs> and you're going to expect that in this in this industry, of course. Um, but I mean, as far as the, the girls I've met, I mean, most of them have really, really great personalities and attitudes. And they're, we're all back there, you know, with the same goals. But, you know, you get primarily have to focus on you know, your reasons why you're doing it. Um, and I'm, hope, I'm hoping for most people it's, it's for themselves. Um, and that you just focus on, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an experience. Um, have, have fun with it. And, you know, it, whatever you place, I mean, as far as you know you did your best, that, I mean, it shouldn't matter. Because, I mean, you're always going to be judged by somebody else's eyes who might, may not, uh, you know, who may not judge you for what you, what you want as far as your own goals. So... Right. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for the judge panel. You know, it's very subjective. And I mean, you you might get a panel. This is my, you know, this is my personal opinion, but I think you might get a panel of judges that really prefer tattoos or <laughs> that really prefer big boobs over a big butt, or they really might like, um, you know, brunettes over blondes, you know, and you really have no idea going into it. And the 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 thing that just breaks my heart about girls who want to compete they start out a lot of them start out wanting it to do it for themselves you know they're like you know i've i've lost this much weight i have this much more to go and you know having this competition is going to be a great way to motivate myself to lose that weight and to do something i never thought possible and that's where it starts mm-hmm. and then you're you're you know you're you're 6 weeks out and you're like okay i'm starting to care a lot about this like I'm, you know, my entire <laughs> yeah. life's kind of starting to revolve around this. I'm talking about it a lot. I'm driving my husband kind of crazy because I can't stop thinking about it, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then you're a week out. And then you're like, you know, depending oh, on oh. what protocol you follow, <laughs> if you follow the ones that I've done in the past, then you're hungry and you're tired and you're overworked and you just want a bubble bath and a piece of chocolate cake. And <laughs> all you do is just think about this competition. You start to really care. And you're like, you know, when I put this much work into it, I better get top three, you know, hopefully I get first or whatever. And then you get on that stage and then the panel of judges you have actually prefer the boobs over your big butt or they actually prefer a different (laughs) color hair. And you have zero control over that. And that, I mean, that makes you feel so helpless. And once you don't get exactly the, the ranking that you really want, you forget that the reason you did this in the first place was for yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's something really important to point out here that for anyone that wants to compete ever, they have to realize that. And they have to realize that the where they rank really isn't in their 
power. It is not in your control. Where how you end up looking is in your control. And that's the prize. The prize is doing something you didn't think was possible, accomplishing something that you didn't think you'd have the courage to do or the self-discipline or whatever you want to call it, but not where you place. Of course, it feels awesome to get that that pro card <laughs> or that trophy and like that just makes it that much better. But if you don't, you need to remember that you know, in life, your body is going to change consistently. You're not always going to be the same. You're not always going to think the same. And what other people say about you, what other people write on your card, your critique card, it has nothing to do with who you are. And it has nothing right. to do with how much work you put into it. it you, you put the work into it. Like, be proud of that no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think another thing to think about for those, you know, interested in competing or perhaps who have already done a few shows is, you know, what are you hoping to get out of it? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing if you're a sponsored athlete and it's, you know, it helps your career to place well in shows or to be on stage off, you know, often a lot of these girls who are sponsored by supplement companies, you know, they're obligated to do a certain amount of shows a year to represent the brand. They're also getting paid to do that. So it's one thing to just, you know, spend as much money as it costs to do these competitions because it's an expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. But remember oh that gosh, for yeah. most of us, it's a hobby. <clears throat> we're doing this because it's supposed to be fun because we're, again, trying to see what our bodies can do. And hopefully it's more of just a learning process, getting to know yourself and the struggles that you face along the way as more of in relation to the rest of your life rather than having high expectations to, you know, get walk home with a plastic trophy that in three, three months right. isn't going to mean anything. <laughs> and when I think about it, you know, the, the amount of money that I spent on all of the shows that I ever did, I could have bought a house, maybe not a house, but you know, I could have put that money to a lot of use, not saying that I didn't get a lot out of the shows, but you know, it was about halfway through my competition time when I realized, you know, why am I doing this? And that's also when I was more choosy about the shows that I did and the organizations that I chose to compete with. You know, it's like, why? Why ultimately? What are we going to get out of this in the long run? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is that's an amazing point. I um, I don't think people really understand how much money goes into these things. There is the the shoes. There's the coach. There's the food you have to buy. There's the tan. There's the waxing. There's the nails. There's the the makeup, the card, hair. the makeup, the makeup artist, like the the hotel you might stay in. Um, you know, if you do NPC, there's the NPC card, then the registration, mm. then the supplements, and oh my goodness, before you know it, you're spending thousands of dollars, and then you that's just another factor why you would really want to place well, like all <laughs> exactly. the money you're putting into it. Exactly. People don't realize until they start adding it up how much of an, an investment it is. And mm -hmm. it's a matter of looking at what are they investing in exactly. Yeah, and the, the mental investment as well. Um, what, what can you say for the mental aspects of competing and uh, the post-competition? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would say, you know, again, going into what your ultimate goal is to do the show. Um, I have a couple women who have been working with recently who they just, you know, they're, they're kind of at a transition in their life and perhaps it's something that they've always thought about doing, or they just really want to do something for themselves. And that's what they chose to do. You know, they want to just give themselves a goal, something to work towards, and having that date, having that specific event, you know, helps motivate them and keep them on track. And sometimes we just need, you know, a definitive goal. And sometimes, you know, just choosing a date isn't good enough. So I think that for, for that purpose, it can be really motivating because it's like, okay, I have X amount of time to do this, and it helps them plan out their week to week week and kind of program it in a more realistic way with their schedules and their lives. And again, it's, you know, learning about themselves and other issues that they might have, mental blocks that they might have, or issues of, 
you know, lack of confidence. You know, they've never done anything like this before and they're pushing themselves in a way that they never have before. And I think just utilizing that as, as a learning experience for them and, you know, how did they surpass an obstacle? Okay. How can we apply that in other areas of our lives? And, um, if we use that mindset to get to the show, I think that's the best approach rather than, okay, how much more can I do? You know, how much less can I eat? It's like, how can I structure this realistically in my life? And then post-show is obviously a whole nother story. It's, <laughs> you know, you have this vision of what you want to present on stage. And for most people, this is probably going to be the best that they might ever look. And my goal in working with people is to show them that this is just one, one step along the way. You know, it's like one peak in this mountain that we're going to climb. So it, it's one goal. And I want them to understand that they're going to learn a lot along the way so that they can do the best they can after the show to then live a normal life and not allow the the mental challenges of, you know, did I place well? You know, what did the judges say about me? And not let, not let that, that get to them, you know, not go off on a, on a binging, <laughs> a binging episode, which, you know, I definitely did my fair share of years ago because I felt bad or I was upset about, about something, you know, disappointed in my placing. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think setting up a good plan leading up to the show and post-show is almost more important than anything else so that you can transition back into the everyday. So as for my personal experience, I mean, I definitely, the show has helped with my self-esteem. Um, I had stage fright. I've always been kind of shy. You know, I, I hated being in front of large crowds. And that was, for me, the biggest challenge was to get on stage in these high-heeled shoes and strut my stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I went into the San Francisco and got involved in a couple of, uh, uh, I found a modeling director who did a lot of fashion shows out there, got involved in that scene, which helped me a lot. Um, for me, it was just practicing in those shoes, getting my walk right. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm thankful I did those shows because of that, but when we talk about the post um, um, season and looking at yourself and gaining back some weight, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, you're, you're used to seeing all these, you know, you did you do your modeling, you see your photos and you had these great abs and, you know, you were so lean and tone. And then after the fact uh, you see yourself and you want to look that way again. But in, in reality, it's not possible to always can always look that way unless you, you know, are constantly on that contest prep diet, which I can't imagine doing for long periods of time. Because for one thing, it's not healthy, and it would just drive you crazy. Um, so I mean, Alex and I have, have spoke about this and the mentality afterwards. You basically, uh, I mean, I, I would definitely tell people to be prepared for that because you can't always look that way, and it's uh, you just gotta learn to. Uh, you know, accept your body for how it is and how it's going to react to everything. And especially as you get older, it gets a little bit harder. So, oh my gosh, yes! Like seriously, people. <laughs> the worst thing, in my opinion, well, not the worst thing, but one of the tougher things about competition prep is when you start to lean out, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, you look so good! How are you doing that? Mm -hmm. You look amazing!" Like. You get leaner, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you are so ready for your competition. You are so lean. You look so awesome, yada, yada, yada. And then after, you start to gain a little bit of weight, which is totally normal, and your body fat increases a bit. Your your body's trying to yeah. figure out, like, it's happy medium. It's trying to put on enough enough fat to, you know, be able to have a baby. It's trying to just be normal <laughs> and natural. And then, you know, the compliments start to fade away and people aren't like, wow, you look so amazing anymore because they just don't really, they're not really paying attention. They're not really like searching for changes. They don't really see that you're leaning out. And apparently, I don't know why, but people feel like they always have to compliment you when you're leaning out, but not when you're gaining. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's one of the, one of the harder parts about competing is getting all those compliments feeling good about yourself and then those disappearing as you start to 
to put on a little bit of body fat and you you just feel like like you're not doing something right when in reality you're doing everything right your body is just adjusting again and that's a mental right. hoop within itself just realize right. taking a step back and realizing okay this is normal this is fine i mean i look awesome i'm just not in competition prep anymore i'm feeding my body you know nutrient dense foods i'm not counting calories maybe you are i don't know but it's <laughs> totally normal to put on a little bit of weight after the competitions yeah totally absolutely yeah so um what about like motivation people finding motivation that aren't going to compete and the motivation to look a certain way like say they're kind of in a rut or they're it's after their competition and they're tired of doing like the dieting and tired of doing all the cardio what kind of steps would you tell someone to to pick their motivation back up i would say the first thing i go to is choosing a really specific goal and it can be something really simple like um you know i want to be able to eat day to day without it being a chore that's a great goal i think for the average person especially mm -hmm. like eating should just be something that we do and it shouldn't have to be a lot of work and it shouldn't be it definitely shouldn't be an added stressor because i think most of us have enough stress in our lives that we don't need another one and i think just choosing a realistic goal is a great place to start and having everything else that you do be in sync with that goal and i think that's something that a lot of people miss is understanding that what their primary goal is can be really simple and once you realize what that is you can plan everything else around that to fit that goal rather than what's what's the best way to say it then to battle against it which a great example is um i have a client who came to me having used carbonite for a long time and worked out a lot and she just was not seeing the results she wanted and when we really got down to it we realized that she has just a lot of stuff going on in her life and trying to get to the gym and trying to make sure that she was eating right was just way too much work on top of everything else she had to do so what i told her to do was stop going to the gym i said i don't want you to work out at all all i want you to do is just eat you know, ideally using these guidelines, keep it as simple as possible, you know, with, with not having to go to the gym, you shouldn't be as hungry either. And if in a couple weeks you feel like you can manage the food really well, then we'll incorporate some exercise back in. But if you feel like you want to go do something active, I want you to go on a walk with your kids or do something fun with your family. That's it. And within a week and a half, she was losing weight. The scale was moving it was easy for her. She wasn't having to think about anything and she was just feeling really great. And that's how it's been. We're not, uh, we're kind of at a point now where she's like, well, I'm thinking about adding in one day and seeing how that goes. And I was like, great. Once you add in that day, if, if it's manageable and, and you enjoy it and you feel good afterwards, then we'll stick with one day a week and we'll go from there. But it really came down to choosing or deciding what she really wanted, what was more important to her. And it was not having extra stress and just get, being able to get through her day to day. And if she loses weight in the meantime, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an awesome goal. I think that's <coughs> something a lot of us should be paying more attention to. It's always that, you know, eat less, work out more mentality when it really should not be that way. It should be the opposite. It should be rest more and exactly. eat enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, that's a really great goal. I feel like walking is very underestimated these days or underutilized because walking is great for both your body and your mind and you know it it can test your patience depending on how long you want to walk and that's great too you can learn how to just slow down um what about you mary do you have any tips on how to increase your motivation Oh man. <laughs> um, honestly, I just, I haven't really thought much about that just because I, my, my own personal motivation is just trying to get, you know, all this information out to everybody, um, and getting our website up and, uh, create more products to make th this type of lifestyle easier for people. And 
you know, for me, that's my motivation is to just put out all this information for people to make things easier. Um, as far as the, f the whole fitness goal, I, I honestly, I, I don't have any from, for myself, so I just really don't have any, uh, to give out there. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if, if people were approach me about wanting to compete or whatever, or what I do, uh, you know, it's it, for me, it's like just, uh, I would always encourage it. Um, and I tell them, you know, you just make sure you find the right coach and you research, um, their success with other clients and you just make sure that you do all the research you can beforehand to make sure it's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, that's good so. advice. And what kind of workouts do you do these days? Um, I primarily just go in and lift and leave. <laughs> um, Alex and I were uh, training together for a while um, about a month ago, but she's kind of has a different goal right now. So, um, we um, haven't been training a whole lot together. Alex. So I do a little, little bit of just lifting and, and sh a little bit of shockwave. But mm -hmm. Okay, cool. What's your, what's your goal then, Alex? Um, well, it's, I'm actually really excited about it. This is the first time, I think, really since high school when I was doing sports that I've had a physical goal rather than an aesthetic goal. So, like, obviously, once I started competing, it was all about aesthetics. And it was, you know, having my diet and my workouts go together to get me the best, you know, aesthetic results that I could get. And um, I've, I've gotten that down to a pretty good science, having done it for so long. And I've been able to maintain pretty low body fat, the, the leanness and the look that I like. Um, been able to maintain that really easily over the past few years. And and this is without doing any cardio whatsoever. So I, I do like to put that out there that it can be done. And uh, we primarily just lift heavy. You know, we go and do our resistance training and we do get an aerobic, you know, component to that with the style of lifting that we do. But we have, haven't done any cardio. At least I haven't done any in, in well over a year and a half. None whatsoever. Wow. Um, which you know, I think it surprises a lot of people being the leanness that I've been able to maintain. Um, but since actually about, it's been about a month now, um, this is the first time I've had a physical goal, which is completely different than anything I've ever done. And um, I'm actually prepping, I haven't made an official announcement yet, but preparing for a gymnastics body certification. Oh my God, that's so awesome. I'm really excited. So we had met Coach Sommer over at Paleo FX oh and uh, him and I had a really great conversation and, um, you know, he, he loved the, the cookbook and uh, we kind of got started in the conversation around that and we decided that this is something that he felt like I could do and wanted me to be a part of it. So I'm, I'm currently preparing to take their certification, which is awesome because it's actually a physical test. Like it's not like other certifications where you read a book and you memorize a bunch of stuff and you take the test. I actually have to physically be able to do everything and he is the it's one that difficult. critiques it. <laughs> it's difficult. And now I have this, you know, Olympic coach who's the one that's critiquing my my test, which is a little nerve-wracking, but it's uh, really motivating. I mean, I have something pretty important to me that I'm working towards now that's completely different than anything I've ever done and uh, I'm really excited but it is challenging to say the least and and I know that you've gone to Awaken before yeah and done yeah. some workouts so I'm sure you can imagine the kind of workouts that I'm doing oh my god I can't even fathom I, I love gymnastics bodies like I am so excited for you right now you have to come to Awaken <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're thinking about coming towards the end of the summer, so because Coach Summer is going to be out there, and I'm hoping that it works out. Yes. Can yes. I come? I, I don't see why not. Okay, <laughs> That'll be fun. Like, I, I completely understand. I kind of feel like right now that's been, I mean, definitely n nowhere near where you are, but that's kind of a step I'm trying to head just – I mean, literally, I'm just trying to do a handstand, and I'm just trying to do a backbend, and I'm just trying to get wrist mobility again. But I'm right there with you, Madeline. <laughs> yeah, it's I can't believe how difficult it is right. these days. Like, 
handstand is probably my main goal right now just because I'm so far away from it. It's so embarrassing. Like the first day that I went to Awaken, it just happened to be like their uh, photography day. Like they had a photographer oh. come in to like take pictures of everyone for their social media. And like the, he wasn't nest like the coach O, I, you probably yeah. met him, but he yes. wasn't necessarily yeah. um, like being probably as attentive to the newbies since it was, you know, photography day. So I like, he was like, okay, everyone get in your handstands. And I was like, are you joking? And everyone just <laughs> lines up against a wall and like right. jumps up and does their handstands. And I'm like, my arms are, my hands are literally like two feet away from the wall and everyone else is right up against the wall. And I, my, you know, my face is all red, turning purple. I'm upside down trying to hold this thing. And he's like, okay, 30 more seconds. And I just, right. no, I just had to get down and everyone's like, Madeline, are you okay? Are you all right? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I'm just, no, I haven't done this since I was like a kid and right. just certainly challenging to say the least, but so much fun and yeah I actually I follow y'all on Instagram and uh, like quite a while back you posted a picture of you just doing like some handstand (laughs) walking Uh, something or another and I was like what I need to do that it's really cool I think that's why I'm so so excited about it because you know I gymnastics was my first love I did it and competed in it for uh, a very the majority of my of my childhood and early teens and uh, you know that's that's why I got into fitness too because I could bring back my gymnastics background and flip around and there's just nothing like flipping around <laughs> I mean it's cool to lift weights and I feel like a badass when I can deadlift you know my body weight or twice as much but there's nothing like being able to just flip your body around and walk on your hands and do all those fun tricks so um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what I can do after going through all of this. It's pretty fun. Yeah, good for you. Um, have you, have you like done, have you looked at the foundations one for the gymnastics bodies? Yes. So it's so painfully easy that like I'm not motivated to do it, but I should probably do it if I want to get good at these things, right? Yes. <laughs> and once you do it, it is not easy. I yeah. would say the, the the biggest challenge is, you know, from somebody who's, you know, feels confident in the gym. Like, I can go to the gym and I feel confident. I know what I'm going to do. I know how to do stuff. And I know how to make progressions. And I know that my strength is going to increase, you know, steadily. Then you go and do these some of these foundation one moves that are so, just like you said, really basic, but so physically demanding mm-hmm. that it, it does take a lot of mental strength to get through them without just being like oh I, I don't you know I don't have to do that it's I got that down you need to go through like every little piece and every little step to ensure that then you can do these big moves it's like you have to do all of the nitpicky detail work in order to be you know effective in in these larger moves Especially the handstand. It's like, well, let me just practice my handstand. And you don't realize doing all these little pieces are essential in being able to have an effective handstand. But a lot of people don't have the time or the patience to get through all those little things. True. Very true. I think for me, the hardest thing was trying to keep up with that and going to the gym and weightlifting. Because I was like, I really only have time for one. I, you know, I work from 830 till like 530 every single day. And then the podcast and all and like writing, blogging, eating food, like all the things, (laughs) plus finding in a workout. So I think what, I mean, I've talked about this before. I think I probably talked this on the help upon um, anonymous podcast, but like, I really want to set aside some, some time to just focus on that because like, I am in awe of people that can do these kind of handstands and, and going to the awakened gymnastics studio was like so inspiring just because it's so it's just so awesome to see people have so much control over their bodies and mm-hmm. be able to move in a way that fear like really scares me. Like I'm like really like I swear I saw a girl do a back bend and her hands were pretty much touching her feet and yeah. it was it was pretty creepy but like inspiring at the same time. Like one girl uh-huh. in the studio was like you are sick but sick awesome. And I was like yeah. Yeah, that's how she looks. Pretty crazy, but um, that takes serious wrist mobility, I imagine. 
Yes, yeah. it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, can't, I still, I still to this day can't do a cartwheel. Oh so. man, me neither. <laughs> no judgment. But I you know, <laughs> I can't do that either. A couple of years ago, I mean, when I was competing, I was not afraid to do a handstand on the wall. Alex, just to let you know. <laughs> okay. And I used to try to be able to do handstand um, push-ups, and I could probably do a couple. But now I, I can. I am afraid to even get my legs up. I mean, we tried that um, handstand class during Paleo FX, and I mean, Alex can tell you, I'm scared to kick up my legs. <laughs> I'm going to fall <laughs> over. Alex, you're too little to catch me. <laughs> you know, we, we had to have Coach O come over and, and make sure he held me for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. He's really cool and um, very, very supportive of newbies. He's been so nice to me and just really smart and um, y'all, you know, I mean, I'm sure y'all are in contact. I know he wants to yes. turn Awaken into a, um, a franchise, so. He does. Mm-hmm. We've you talked. Should... Oh, okay, good, good. You should definitely. I know you, you're so lucky that you're out there. I wish I, I had more of like a community out here to be able to just even talk to people about this. And I haven't yet, you know, we're still new to the, to this area. So it's just a matter of like reaching out and seeing who else is around here. But being able to just have a facility that you can go to and you get that that support and that assistance is, I mean, there's nothing like it. You know, I'm just kind of over here by myself trying to do all this stuff and, and hoping that I'm doing it right. Yeah. yeah, true. I really wish I was closer, though. I'm about an hour away. So, uh, okay. yeah, I don't get to go as often as I'd <clears> like. And, like, the one day that I can go is Saturday and usually kind of busy and it just really stinks but I'm hoping that I can kind of move somewhere in between my work and there that way I can go do both because um, that way I can be a little bit more uh, persistent about learning it and I mean that that's the kind of stuff that takes lots of time and lots of dedication you can't really just go once a week and progress the way you want to that's true I mean you certainly can progress I've been getting stronger every time I go but I'd like to be going at least a few times a week you know yeah yeah and I think that just comes back to like choosing, you know, setting a goal and mm-hmm. having it be a realistic one. And it, um, you know, once I started this process, I realized that I, if I want to move through it as quickly and effectively as I can, I can't do any additional lifting. So I haven't been, which actually has been really hard because I love lifting. But for me to achieve what I want with this series, I can't do any additional training. I just want to see what it can do for me. And that just, again, was making a decision. Like, this is this is the goal right now. And everything else is going to be tuned around that. Right, right. That's that's so smart. That's very smart. And that takes a lot of self-discipline, especially coming from, like, your background. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lift a weight. It's really hard. <laughs> so um, we kind of mentioned Paleo FX. And I just want to get y'all's opinion on it this year. What what did you think about it this year versus last year? A couple things changed, it seemed. Yeah, well, it I definitely was bigger. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I actually enjoyed that that part of it as far as the um, the expo. I mean, we talked about this too about the whole expo floor being a little bit different. Um, the panels, uh, the the quality of speakers that they had this this time around, um, and it wasn't just paleo, which was kind of nice too. So. Um, I definitely enjoyed the talks, um, especially yeah. around. Uh, athletes, <clears throat> whether it was nutrition timing or the, like the panel with Eva T and Coach Summer um, talking about, you know, training athletes, like real athletes, you know, Olympians and the difference between, you know, goal setting and working towards achieving a goal when you're a professional athlete versus a recreational athlete. And again, it comes back to what's your goal you know, what are you working towards? And I thought that there was just a, a lot of great information mm-hmm. this time around. I mean, sure. I was like, I wanted more. You know, it was great. There was a lot of information, but I, I still wanted more of it. And I, I yeah. would have liked to have, uh, you know, more of that. And my only complaint would be that there were a lot of conflicting talks, like talks going on at the same time that I really wanted to listen to to both of them, yeah. and it was like, yeah. and now I have to choose who I want to listen to more. So that that would that probably be my only complaint. Yeah, yeah, that I I completely agree. I I honestly went to maybe three talks 
um, I, I mean, I, I went to a few of them, but I mean, I first just turned into a party for me. I just kept walking around seeing people. Oh my gosh, you know, how are you doing? And then talking and talking, talking, and it turned into just a big paleo happy hour for me. But the talks that I did get to go into were really awesome. I heard, um, quite a few body transformation or body image exercise addiction talks, um, really awesome. Those, I mean, it was, it's really incredible to, to watch the, the community just grow together. And, um, like one of the talks was just talking about, um, like exercise addiction and everyone had their own unique story and as a panel and just really inspiring to hear where everyone started and how paleo and just the lifestyle of paleo, not necessarily the diet, but the lifestyle has helped so many people overcome things and learn more about their body. And it, seems like this year it was a lot more about creating your own template instead of um, being like a you know a caveman robot where you just <laughs> follow all the rules and don't necessarily listen to your body and it just seemed to be like okay start here and then you know make adjustments to what your mind needs as well as what your body needs and I, I liked that a lot I appreciated that yeah it, it's more realistic I think it yeah. makes it more approachable to to the average person who might not be familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There were there were quite a few people that weren't really familiar with paleo that had a lot of questions and probably learned a lot from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I want to circle back to the carb night solution just real quick. I had just have a couple last questions for y'all and. Um, just for the carb night solution, if someone wanted is hearing this podcast and they really wanted to try this out, what would be the top like three tips you would give them going into it? Well, read the book first and foremost. <laughs> read the book because um, I get a lot of basic questions that I think could be answered in the book, and you know there are some great tools beyond just the information in the book. You know, obviously giving the science behind it. But there are some great like sample menu plans in there, uh, some great charts in terms of choosing the appropriate foods for you. And there's a whole section on, you know, which fats are appropriate, quality protein, um, just great information in terms of choosing the right foods for you. And realize that just like with any program, it's going to, you will have to experiment for you. You know, it's not a cookie cutter program. You can, you get the basic guidelines and then it's a matter of just taking some time and experimenting with yourself and just get using that opportunity to get to know your body, what it needs versus what it wants and playing with it that way. Um, And I think that a lot of people just are so out of tune with what their bodies need that this can be a great tool to get to know themselves a little bit better and, and pay attention to what foods and combinations of foods make them feel like, does it make you feel good? Are you satiated or do you have good energy? Are you getting through the day? You know, if you're getting headaches, that's probably not a good sign. Let's take a look at that. So read the book and don't be afraid to experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Mary, do you have any suggestions? Um, uh, I would say just try to keep things simple. I mean, um, definitely go, it's not, it's not a difficult read. It looks like a lot of pages, but it's really not a lot of, it's just, uh, the actual like menus and recipes and all that. And that's probably one of the complaints I get from people or, or asked is, is, is it a long read and blah, blah, blah. It's not very hard to understand either. It's not very like scientific as, um, you know, sometimes Kiefer can get that way, but it's really not, it's an easy read. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would suggest definitely reading the book, um, and keeping things simple. I mean, I, I see a lot of people just really stress about like the macronutrients and how many how many carbs should I have and this and that. And I just don't think it should really be all that stressful. So, yeah, good good advice. Is there like a super awesome um, carb night meal that they should try? <laughs> I know y'all like your um, I don't know how you say it Talento ice cream or Talenti Talenti ice cream with like <clears throat> cookies or donuts. Yes. <laughs> That's usually our go-to. Yeah. yeah. Just choose something that you really want to have. Like if there's, you know, one thing that I learned throughout, you know, all of my different carb nights, especially at the beginning was, you know, I was over, overly excited about all the things that I could have, that I tried to have a little bit of everything, which 
really resulted in me not actually liking any of it. So it was a matter of choosing, like, what do I really want? Like, what's going to make me happy right now? Um, and for me, it's like cookies. Cookies are, are my go-to. Um, my stepmom loves chocolate cake. So every carb night, she will have a piece of chocolate cake. Like, she will go wherever she needs to go to get herself a piece of chocolate cake, and she's super happy. So I would say whatever you want, whatever you makes you happy, eat that. <laughs> so, like, beet chips? Go for it. <laughs> Actually, beets... Beets are great for carbonite because they're really high glycemic. So, oh, go so for it's it. probably not the best that I eat them on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I'll make some adjustments there. And um, this is this question probably you know changes for every single person, but on like I mean I'm sure you've seen a lot of bodies go through the transition, and on the like the 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 typical time span to start seeing results saying like say you're doing everything correctly mm-hmm. how long generally does it take for someone to start seeing just a little bit of result from this kind of program you know it is going to be really individualized from person to person you know what their their past experience was with dieting um you know, what their level of body fat is at the time. But for most people, they're going to notice something in those first 10 days. I mean, whether it's, you know, they've lost a few pounds or they just feel better. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Most people just feel better. They have more energy. Um, if someone comes, starts this program coming from a very high carb diet, they're going to notice those first few days of, you know, some adjustment. Um, it's common to get what's called the carb flu um, you know, it's just your body learning how to access your fat, fat supply for energy. Um, but once you kind of get past that first stage, most people just feel better. You know, they're not as hungry because there's so much fat in the, in the program. Um, but in terms of like weight loss, body fat reduction, um, as long as they don't have any hormonal issues and they should start seeing results pretty soon. I mean, my with with the majority of my family, they were all pretty like carb heavy diets previously, and all of them saw results immediately, and that just continued to 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 go on. Awesome, yeah, I think it definitely helps when you start seeing results, <laughs> and yes. like with this, it does happen pretty <laughs> it's quickly. Motivating. Yeah, like yeah, that. definitely. Um, so, I um, my last question for you is. This is kind of a tough one, so you can take some time to think about it. But if you could give anyone just one piece of advice on how to strengthen their mind and body connection, what would you tell them? Oh, wow. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) One piece of advice, huh? Mm -hmm. I know. It's kind of tough. It it is. That is. It is. (laughs) Because I it, think everyone would have, you know, what might work for one person might not work for another. Yeah. Yeah, so just listening to your body. Yeah, I mean, that could be something as simple as you, you meditate. <clears throat> and mm. I know for a lot of people, meditation's really hard. So that might not be the best approach. <laughs> but sometimes just... Funny. just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes just sitting and being in yourself is the best way to do that. And uh, if you've never done it before, it's, it's going to be really hard because you're going to start thinking about things and your mind's going to wander and you get antsy. Um, so, you know, if that's not the best approach, it could be something as simple as going on a walk. Maybe you need to do walking meditation. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, it's definitely tough. And I think for the people who have a hard time meditating, that's probably exactly what they should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say at least because for me meditating is so so ridiculously hard so I have to train myself to just be like okay take five minutes to just be alone in my thoughts so really awesome advice and for everyone listening tell us where you're headed what's what's in the future for the fit foodies and where can we find you well you can find us at fitlivingfoodies.com you can find Find our Transforming Recipes cookbook on there as well, as long as, as uh, along with the Carbonate Solution and Carb Backloading. We have uh, some great recommended reading lists, um, all the products that we use for the recipes, um, some great recipes on the site as well for free. 
And we have the ultra low carb dessert book in the works right now, which we're hoping for a release in the next month, month and a half, which we're very excited about. And we're just hoping to share more information on, you know, maximizing results with making things as easy as possible. Yeah, I mean, make sure if you get onto our site, we uh, sign up for either our newsletter or we do have a free recipe sampler. So if you want to check that out before checking out a cookbook, you can definitely do that. Awesome. And I can test for the cookbook. It's amazing. There's so many different recipes in it. So if you're getting bored, if you're not sure where to go for the, the carb night solution, check out that cookbook. Thank you so much for being with me again today, ladies. I think this conversation was awesome. I haven't had anything like it before with other fitness competitors, and I, I feel like a lot of people can benefit from the Carb Night Solution. So um, everyone go over there and check it out, and um, be sure to contact Mary and Alex for more information. Thanks a lot. Yep, thanks a lot. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye, ladies. Bye. All right, Maddie. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening, friends. I'm Maddie Moon, and you have been enjoying the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate and review it in the iTunes store as well as subscribe. Also, please remember I'm glad to continue the conversation on my website, moonfitness.net, where you can also sign up for my free ebook, How to Love Your Body Again 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. This is coming from an ex fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.